0: One two three four. One two three four. One two three four. We're coming at you live and ticket with the hottest band this side of the Iron Curtain, the
1: Ramones. Hello. Again to another episode of the Ramones Mania. I'm Didi Thorazine and this week, my friends, we have the one and only Neon Bone with us to talk all about everything Neon Bone because it's an interesting story. As somebody who does a lot of recording himself, uh, i.e. that's me, uh, you know, bedroom recordings and stuff like that, it was cool to sit down and talk with Neon Bone about his uh, about his music and especially because he's got a new album out on Monster Zero Records, which you should check out because it's awesome. But you're going to hear some songs from that throughout this, uh, throughout this show, as well as some other cool tunes and stuff like that. But anyway, oh yeah, and I've got to say, it's awesome to talk to another Hard Ons fan because, uh, you know, that's my favourite Australian band. So it was great to have a chat with him about that. But anyway, if you want to contact me, RamonesmaniaPodcast Mania podcast at gmail.com or you can go to Ramones Mania Podcast on Instagram or you can look up the Facebook page of Ramones Mania Podcast and I can be contacted through all of those things. Awesome. So for those who don't know, Ramones Mania is a podcast for Ramones fans by a Ramones fan talking about the Ramones and also the other bands that fall into our little world. Of Ramone's core, and Neon Bone is one of those bands. He's got tons of releases out. Uh, he's a one man band, although he does have a live band. But you know, he records everything himself. Uh, he makes all the videos himself. He does everything himself. The artwork, everything. This guy is a one man machine, and it's really impressive to see. You know how dedicated he is to to doing what he does, and just how much effort he puts into it. It's awesome really really inspiring so I was stoked to have him come on the show this week and talk about everything Neon Bone so like I always say man grab that favorite beverage of yours and put your feet up because this one goes for over an hour you know it's like about an hour and 20 minutes and you're going to enjoy it because it's cool but yeah get ready strap yourselves in for the one and only Lars aka Neon Bone right here on Ramones Mania. To get started, Lars, I really have to know, which is one question I ask everyone, and if you've heard the show before, you know what I'm about to ask you. So, do you remember the first time you ever heard the Ramones and what your immediate reaction to them was?
2: Yes, I'm lucky that I have an older sister. She's two years older than me. And I remember she had a guy in class, I think he was a little bit older than the other guys in her class because he, he had to uh, do a year again, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. And uh, he had all the cool music, the cool punk stuff, and I was very young, and she had a tape of uh, Ramon's Mania. Nice. That's how I got introduced to the Ramones. But I was very young, I think nine or ten years old. That was way before I even heard of the term uh, punk rock or punk music. Uh, that was just uh, good, upbeat rock and roll music to me. And uh, I think when when I really got into punk music uh, later with uh, 12 or 13 years old, um, I couldn't really appreciate the genius of the Ramones, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that was just, uh, uh, for me, uh, that was uh, like, um, that may sound blasphemous, but it was like dinosaur music for me. That was just old guy music, um, and I uh, learned to appreciate uh, the Ramones much, much later when I was like in my early 20s. I got back to the Ramo- to the Ramones, and um, that when I realized how the genius of this band, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because that is something that you you do find. I mean, remember, you know, that like in the End of the Century documentary, they always say that, you know, the, they put on this record and they're just like, what the hell is this? And they're like flinging the record across the room because they thought it was absolutely trash. <laughs> like I think it's common that a lot of people just don't get it the first time they hear it. And then it's yeah. just like you hear it at a different stage of your life. Like you could be going yeah. through something else or you're just – just things are just changing in your life and then all of a sudden it just clicks with you and you're like, holy yeah, shit, yeah, yeah, exactly. I get it.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. You know, The yeah. romance for me, it was just always there, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, later when, when I uh, got into punk and uh, got to know all these great bands uh, – that that was the moment I realized how much uh, the, the Ramones did for music and did for rock and roll in general. And that's uh, when I learned to really appreciate the Ramones, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, sometimes it just takes time. It's like, I mean, I've done that with plenty of records as well. Like I've bought records by my favorite bands and just been like, I don't know, man. This, this record isn't grabbing me. But then I'll, you know, so I'll put it on the shelf, and then I'll go back to it in like six months' time. I'll pull it out, put it on, and be like, "Fuck, this is amazing!" And it becomes my favorite record. <laughs> you know, so it, I think it just—it's just the way the brain works. I think you, you know, that we have all these things going on in our head, so many influences and things coming from all different directions, and it just yeah. takes that one moment where it, where everything just falls into place, and you're like, "Wow." <laughs> yeah, it's a very common, I've heard it, you know, like at numerous times that people have felt that way where, you know, I mean, I dated a girl once and she fucking hated the Ramones while we were dating and then when we broke up like three years later, I saw her walking in a Ramones shirt and I said, what's what? What's going on? Like, I thought you fucking hated that band. And she goes, oh, yeah, I was wrong. <laughs>
2: did you get back together with a girl then no
1: no 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 I was uh, they they're they're called ex-girlfriends for a reason so okay.
0: perfect <laughs>
1: awesome well I've got to ask this I'm, I'm assuming that you know I'm not sure how many years you were talking before you began to fully appreciate the Ramones so uh, my guess is there's possibly a chance you probably didn't see them in concert but have you ever seen any of the Ramones in concert like even at the solo guys or anything like that
2: Yeah, I've never seen the Ramones in concert. Uh, Like I told you, I was uh, way older uh, when I learned to appreciate the Ramones. Yeah. And uh, I could have seen them on the last tour, but at this time, you know, uh, me and my friends, I come from a small town and we were all about uh, like uh, North X leg wagon, all these uh, skate punk And it it couldn't be uh, fast enough, you know, the faster the better and uh, all this uh, fat record, uh, skate punk stuff, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, the the Ramones at this time, uh, they they just uh, seemed like dinosaurs for me, you know, Um, I just really couldn't appreciate it. And um, now, of course, I would uh, give my left thumb to see them, you know. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it, it was just much later when I realized how good they really are, you know. Yeah. But at, at this time, uh, yeah, it was all about uh, fast, melodic, skate punk stuff. And later, you know, hardcore, power violence. And I, I'm a really, uh, I don't know, is, is it even a word? I'm a latecomer when it, when it comes to uh, pop punk. To, to like a 90s pop-punk music in my 20s. And I was all about uh, hardcore, hardcore music. Um, the faster, the better, the louder, the better. And uh, But in my heart, I always was a pop guy, a pop-punk guy. I always loved pop music. I always loved m- melodic music, uh, upbeat music. But I just, uh, yeah... Like I told you, I come from a small town and I just couldn't find uh, people that uh, think the same way like me, you know? Yeah. Everyone, all of my friends, there was, they were all about hardcore music and I was playing in hardcore bands or trash bands all over my 20s and I started uh, with Neon Bone when I was in my early, early 30s, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I that gotta was, ask. I have to ask. Yeah. What are some of these? Uh, uh, Did these thrash bands or these pop? Uh, I mean, these hardcore bands? Did they record anything? Anything? That, any notable band that we should know about?
0: No, no,
2: no, no. Nothing notable. It was all very short lived, and that's that's a thing uh, too. Why I uh, started with Neon Ball? Because you know, when when we when I started to record with Neon Ball, that's uh, ten years from now. Mm-hmm. We were all playing in uh, like two or three different bands at at the time, you know, and um, all uh, hardcore bands, uh, fast bands, and um, they were all very short-lived. And uh, Neonbone was always my my thing, where I can report, uh, where I can record uh, the music that I love, like more popish, romance style music, you know. Mm-hmm. but I, at the time i just couldn't find people to 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 do a band with me you know mm-hmm. and so i just started uh, recording in my living room doing demos um and it was uh, i think i already had uh, two records out when we played the first show with uh, neon bone i uh, I think it was the first seven-inch when I wanted to do a record release show, and I just asked my friends, uh, the friends I'm, I, I played with in other bands at the time, you know, and uh, I just asked them, "Hey, do you want to play a record release show? Do you want to rehearse the songs?" So we rehearsed one or two times, played the show, and uh, it just stuck, you know. Right. All the other, all the other bands they were so short-lived; they they are no more. And uh, with Neon Bone, I don't depend on uh, certain band members yep. and uh, I can go on forever. Uh? If if there are no people, if, if I can't find any people to play with, I'm just going to record some songs here in my living room. I don't depend on people. And that was uh, a huge reason for me to, to start with Neon Bone, you know? Yeah, it's, it's not so dependent on certain people with, with my old bands. We, ha- we had a very uh, good German punk band and uh, we had a demo, we, re- we recorded a few songs and I was really sati- satisfied with these songs and we had a few uh, shows uh, pile up and um, then our drummer, he didn't want to play punk no more. I think he's in a world band now playing like ethno music or something. Uh, and uh yeah so he left the band and we were left with another band there was no more you know
1: yeah
2: and uh yeah i got really angry when he left and i thought uh so now uh, i'm doing this Neil bones thing i'm not dependent on certain people i can do this forever that was the main reason i started with it you know
0: I want to spend my life with you I want to see from the morning till the end of night Cause you make everything alright I still can't believe that this is true want to spend my
1: Is the I'll use the term quote unquote Ramones core community seems to be a like a lot more of a tight knit family. I've I've noticed now, like the bands all seem to support each other. Like you know, like I remember when when we started an Instagram account, and then I'd go and follow you know the bands that I liked, and then all of a sudden oh, they'd yeah. be following me back, and I'm just like, are they listening to the music? Or are they just being nice? But regardless. You know they interact with the you know with the Instagram and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, they care, I guess. You know, it's it's, it's really cool, and I like I like how that that's happened now because you know twenty years ago it wasn't like that. You know, like I no. it just it didn't have that feeling, but I feel like that feeling is there. Like we may not ever meet these people, but you have a big appreciation for each other's music, and you'll support it through commenting, yeah. liking. Buying their music Buying their records Whatever It's great
2: uh, Do you have a real uh, score scene In Australia I guess not right Nope 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 yeah, <laughs> We've uh, had like A, a handful of bands I, I, I can't think of Any bands Maybe The Spassies of course Yep That's all uh, I can think of When I think of Australia You know The Hardons uh, The Hardons oh, I, I, I just mentioned The Hard-ons. Oh sorry That's I didn't hear only it the bands I uh, can think of The Hardons And the Spassies
1: yeah, the hard-ons are like, they're like gods here. <laughs> like to a, ah. to anyone who loves uh, like pop punk and Ramones' core cool stuff and that, they're like, everyone loves the hard-ons. You know, like everyone oh, that I know that has never heard them before and then goes to see them, walks away going, wow, they're amazing.
2: Yeah, uh, I've seen them twice. Once in the 90s, I think, with uh still playing drums. Mm-hmm. And now on the latest tour, uh, like two or three years ago, I don't know, with Keith as a singer, and they have their new drama with them, you know? Yep, Murray. Yeah, that was awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, they still you know? got it, man. They still got it. They, their <laughs> last absolutely- album they just put out it is an absolute fucking killer record. It really yeah, is so well, good.
2: It's so funny to see them, you know, that, to, that they're playing their really poppy songs, and they're going crazy, like, head-banging, and with all the hair, and it's so funny to see them live, and it's so fucking loud man i think that's a part of their concept you know i remember seeing them the first time it was so incredibly loud and now the second time it was even louder it was uh, amazing
1: <laughs> yeah yeah they still yeah. got it man and um, they just released a new single like like uh the new single is called both my parents love me and it came out like 3 weeks ago or something 4 weeks ago and it's fucking so good uh-
0: Will i think to myself a little-
1: They're a great band, but we also have some bands in Sydney. There's a band called Batfoot and another band called the Remingtons, which is kind of the same members of Batfoot. So there's okay. that, that band. They're in Sydney. The Spazies are no more. Mac Pelican are no more. Uh, Mac Pelican yeah. was as Ramonesy as you could possibly get. Um, yeah. And I'm trying to th- – uh, in Adelaide we had Exploding White Mice, which were fantastic. Yeah. we we'll Trying to think if there was anyone else that was just really that stripped down Ramones call, but I I'm struggling to think if there there have been any. But no, I'm thinking that's pretty much that. The, oh, we had Thrust in Brisbane, but they had guitar solo, so I guess they're a little bit different.
2: <laughs> 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 but um, I see it's it's the same uh, in in Germany. The scene is very small, but. Uh, you know, we we may have a handful of bands that are playing this uh, Ramon score style, whatever you want to call it, that are doing that are actively doing shows, uh, but uh, really you you can count them on one or two hands.
1: Oh, that's a so shame because I always uh, thought that uh, that there was a big scene over there because you know, especially with uh, Reduno and stuff like that happening in Italy, that it would just uh, be. Everybody would just be in on it, you know, like yeah, fuck yeah, this music rules. That's still a band like this because it seems like to be so many albums by these bands are are on those labels like Stripe Music and um, and Monster Zero Uh, and.
2: Italy is a little bit different. They are the the Italians. They are very dedicated to this, uh, especially to this uh, Ramon sound. In in Germany, uh, not not so much. You know, we have a lot of punk punk bands, but. for the most part, uh, that other guy with the spiked hairs, you know. Uh, oh yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I know what you mean. That sort of punk. Yep. Uh, yeah.
2: Uh, fuck this is fuck the police. This. Yeah.
1: Uh, oi, this oi, oi, this... oi! Kick a cop in the head.
2: Uh, <laughs> but uh, this uh, Ramon's score music. I don't know. Maybe you know the Burger Weekends from Germany. They're from Osnabrück, and we have uh, the Yoo-Hoo's.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're great. Yoo-Hoo's, I love them.
2: Yeah, we have uh, Evil O'Brien's. Nice. And that's uh, that's about it, I think.
1: Ah, oh, that's a shame. I mean, I remember when I was in, um, uh, in Germany in 2002 and I went to uh, Cologne and I yeah. saw uh, – I met Jens Bumper from the Jet Bumpers and the Dirt Shakes. Ah. And ah. they were good. And uh, who else? The Sonic Dolls, are they from Germany? Oh, yes. Yeah, they were good. Um, I think they're more the, the kidnappers? Yeah, ah kidnappers, yes. That's right. They got that new band. Is it? How do you pronounce that? Kukan or something like that?
2: Kukan. Yeah.
1: I guess. Yeah, that's a, that's the guys from the kidnappers, right? I oh
2: yeah, maybe I don't know. <laughs> maybe that, I guess I, I'm not doing the Ramones style.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of it. yeah less less of that stuff, but I don't know. I mean, I try to keep up. I, I really do try to keep up with all the bands because there's just so much good stuff over in Europe. Uh, so yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to find them all. You know. So, yeah. yeah,
2: what I was trying to say that the, the uh, scene is very small in Germany, but uh, we all know each other, you know, it's uh, like a small family. And when you're uh, going to uh, festivals like Pancro Graduno in Italy, you will always see the same people from all over Europe. It's like a small family, and uh, everyone is going to these uh, events, you know, mm-hmm. you uh, let it be uh, Pancro Graduno or our festival that we're doing in our hometown Münster, puke fest it's always it's always the same people it's always the same little family you know and uh yeah, i think that's what i miss most about uh, now in these uh, corona times you know that i'm yeah. not able to uh, travel and uh, see all these people you know i'm i'm stuck in my hometown bubble now for over a half year and Man, I really miss traveling and see all these people in different areas, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's that's the hardest part for me. Yeah.
1: Well, you did you did mention um Puke Fest. I mean, how many years have you been doing that?
2: 2000 and uh, uh next year would be the sixth time, but uh we uh, canceled it because it would be in January and you know with uh Covid and all this, we can't plan. I don't. I, I don't think um, proper shows will be possible in January, so we cancelled for next for next year, and hopefully we have the sixth edition in uh, two thousand
1: twenty-two. So you ha- you hold it in January? Is that like the? Are you guys running for the you know the world record of the coldest time to have a music festival? Is that what's going on?
2: No, no. no <laughs> it it's, it just happened. You know when we started with. <laughs> the festival, uh, we, we always dreamed about having a festival, but, uh, you know, uh, but then uh, the Rico Bellis from Italy. Yep. You may, okay. may know them. Yep. They asked for a show. They wanted to tour Germany in January, and I uh, wasn't able to get our uh, our small venue here, where we usually do shows. That's the place called Baracke, and it's uh, maybe for 100 people or 120 people. Then it's full. And uh, I couldn't get that place, so I asked the bigger venue. And that's, uh, that's the venue where we do the festival. It's maybe it's w- with uh, 250 people. It's packed. Nice. You know? nice. And, um, but, uh, you know, the Rico the Bellies there are the biggest band here in Germany. It's uh, more like a smaller band. And so uh, we, ha- we had to uh, book a few more bands. And that's how it started, you know, we asked the richies from Germany. You may uh, have heard of- I
0: love Cap- the richies.
2: They headlined our first festival, That's and a few awesome. more bands. So, yeah. So, so we, oh, and uh, it was awesome. You know, we had six bands. We had uh, D Cracks for That's the nice. first festival, the Nimrods from Germany. You nice. may have heard about them. That's one of my uh, absolute favorite bands from Germany. They're so good. We had the Yuhus, and uh, we played ourselves with Neon Bone. And uh, that was the lineup for the first festival. It was so awesome. And uh, people came from all over Europe. We had uh, people from uh, Belgium. We had people from the Netherlands. We had people from Italy. And it was so good. Uh, we did a second edition and it just uh, stuck, you know?
1: Yeah, that's awesome, man. That is so cool. Yeah. I love that, That you know, that that just happens. Because here, yeah. it's not that easy, Uh, to do that sort of stuff is like, I mean, we, we've had people put on shows before at, at bars here in like Melbourne where I live and it's been awesome. Like tons of people turn up. Like um, we had a thing here that this girl put on uh, called smash fest, which she did like three of them. And uh, just like, you know, there was like 30 bands over like one day and it was free and uh, you know, (laughs) yeah, it was free to get in. And uh, the, the Basically, the bar made money, a lot of money, mm-hmm. and we ended what? up, that's how the bands got paid. So everyone still got paid, you know, like you still got paid money because the bar sold so much alcohol. No. <laughs> and oh, it, was, that's awesome. it was so good, yeah, and she did a few of those. And we played, uh, my old band played like wait, what, two of them, I think. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we had a, we had such a good time. Like, it, the, the vibe there was so cool. And it's just like, man, we, there should be more things like this. You know, we need more of these gatherings where like-minded people to come it together. Yeah.
2: You have to do it yourself, mate. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. I think so. <laughs> I think so. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm so tired of organizing
2: shows. <laughs> but I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, I'm just doing uh, like two or three shows a year. You know, that, that keeps it interesting. Yep. And everybody's coming to this show because everybody knows that's a real party, you know. Yeah, and, that's uh, cool. You can't do it too often. So no. it, it gets boring and it it, it gets too, uh, uh, I don't know how to say, uh, you know, you, you, you just got to keep it interesting for yourself and for the audience. And uh, yeah, I think that's most important.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, though, that also being that you're in Europe, uh, you know, in Germany, you're kind of, I guess in a way, you're kind of central to a lot of the, I mean, you can drive like for like nine hours and pass through nine countries in, in Europe. Here, if you drive for nine hours, you'll possibly just roll into another state. You know, like yeah, it's yeah. it's crazy over yeah. here. So over there, being that you've got so many countries all like so close and dense together, there's just so many bands to choose
2: from. And that's really oh, fucking cool. That's so. a good thing in Europe. You know, it's all, uh, so small and it's also near and um with the last puke fest i think we had uh uh, 200 220 uh paying guests and we and the the guy on the um on at the entrance he counted maybe 15 people from our hometown i think that's crazy really they they're coming from all over europe but uh in our hometown nobody cares about this kind of music it's really crazy and uh yeah it's it's uh sad <laughs> it is sad you know? yeah it's uh our hometown is all about metal or uh post-punk you know what i mean this yeah uh, yeah more intelligent kind of punk. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you've got a lot of good metal bands in Germany, so you know. <laughs> I love, yeah, yeah. I, I love, uh, I love German metal. So I'm a big fan of uh, stuff like Tankard and Creator yeah. and all that okay. stuff.
2: <laughs> I know all these bands, of course, but I never got too much into metal. And I can appreciate some metal from time to time, but uh, you know, at home. I think I would never play a metal record. Uh, there's so many good records I haven't listened to yet and uh, there's so little time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. Uh, I hear you.
2: I find like yeah. I've
1: got a, a pile, like, like what I call a TBL pile, like to be listened to pile, and it's on the floor mm. right next to me and there's at least 50 records in that pile. So they're records that um, I've bought that I've put down there to listen to and I just don't find the time and I just like, ah, i got to get to it, got to get to it. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 oh, it's... yeah, but it's, it's good times, man. So, in saying that, like, uh, getting back to my original question, you, you never ever saw any, even of the solo shows like CJ Ramone Live or Richie Ramone Live or Marky Ramone Live in their solo gigs? I've seen uh, CJ, nice. uh, we played
2: them together at uh, Punk or Carduno. Yep, okay, cool. So, you were there at that and one, we, awesome. He, he was there when we played there uh, with Neon Bone, and um, I Talked to him for a few minutes. It was a really nice guy, and uh, yeah, he said he he's going to uh, watch the Neon Bon Show. And I was uh, looking for him. I don't think he really saw the show, but <laughs> yeah. he was a very nice guy anyway. And I think uh, with C J, he's doing the best records from all the Ramones guys that are still active. You know, yeah, I heard the. I heard the Ritchie record, I don't uh, like it too much, but uh, the CJ records I think are really awesome.
1: Love the CJ Records. I think that, um, like I've said this, you know, plenty of times before, that uh, when he came here last year on on tour, uh, I really wanted to hear more from the solo albums. I mean, I get why he has to do the Ramone stuff because you know, financially, that's that's his thing. You know, like he, he that's why he's known. Like people know him as CJ yeah. Ramone because he was in the Ramones. But those albums that he did are so good. Those ones on Fat, yeah, really? they're, they're so good that they deserve to be heard. You know, not ignored. Like people really need to listen to those records because they are really good. And any fan of the Ramones who doesn't listen to the C.J. Ramone albums, man, they're doing themselves a great disservice because the songs are fantastic. Yeah, totally. I mean, the Richie stuff. I we played with Richie when he was here. Like we we opened for Richie, and live yeah. the songs are so much better than they are on the record. You know, yeah. like, he knows how to ramone them live and I think they're played a lot better live than they are on the record. I mean, there's a few songs on the records that I really do like. I mean, I Fix This, I think, is a cool song and whatever. Um, but live, I thought live he was fantastic. Like, he really was. He had the entire – like, he played a thing here called uh, Cherry Rock, which was like a yeah. festival in ACDC Lane, which is one of the streets in the city. And yeah. he, uh, he had the whole fucking place – filled with 800 people you know chanting hey ho let's go and then singing along to somebody put something in my drink and it was it was such a surreal moment it was really good and I it was just like wow I can't believe I'm, I'm seeing this happen this is so good because the time that he came out before that he played with like he had like metal musicians in his band and the songs just they just weren't that good like I th- I'm thinking like this isn't what Richie Ramone should sound like this is what <laughs> Some random dude Who likes metal Should sound like But not Richie Ramone Yeah It's misleading But then When he came back You know Like years later And did the The Cherry Rock shows, He sounded fantastic Because he was like it, The songs are back To being Ramone songs You know Like yeah. So yeah But you know He's a fucking fantastic drummer though That's for sure
2: Absolutely oh, yeah once and it was at uh, the Nimrod land I don't know if you heard of that place that's uh, that's where the guys from uh, the German band the Nimrods live and they're absolutely Ramon's fanatics and they invite everyone to their house and they and he played a secret show at their garage in front of maybe 20-25 people that's and nice. that was awesome I, I got an invitation uh, the the day before and, I, and they uh, they wrote me oh, Richie is here you gotta come and see the show and uh, it was amazing they they, they have a like a, a shrine in their in their garden you know that like a cement block where uh, everyone has to uh, put their hands into you know what I mean yep 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 like uh, they, they have uh, the, the hands of uh, Joe queer there and uh, CJ Ramon played a secret show, which I intended there. I oh, it was awesome, and I think uh, CJ Ramon—he didn't know what he expected. He didn't know the guys from the Nimrods. He just heard, ah, oh, okay. Uh, he had a day off, I think, at uh, on a tour, and they he, uh, they, uh, they invited him to his place, uh, to the to their place, and he played a secret show there, and it was awesome, really. Wow. to see CJ Ramon and Richie Ramon in front of. 20 people and talk to him later after the show. And I was, I remember I was so nervous uh, meeting Richie and he was totally nice guy. And he came up to me actually and said, Hey, you want to take pictures with me and everything. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. You know, I was so nervous to talk to him, but uh, he was the nicest guy. He was. was Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I remember when I met him, like, uh, the first thing I, uh, I just – I saw him just standing there watching the sound check, you know, like they were setting up for the yeah. sound check. I just saw him standing there just, you know, and I just I walked up to him and said, hey, Richie, man, can I um, get you to autograph one of my records for me? He goes, sure you can. And he, like, you know, he signed the um. Somebody Put Something in My Drink single. Uh, so ah. he signed that 12-inch single for me. And oh, uh, awesome. I just ended up asking him questions. I said, oh, you know, so – you know, I know that you know you must see a lot of bands or whatever, and you've probably been approached by a lot of people. Like, are you fans? Are you a fan of bands like the Queers and Screeching Weasel and all those sorts of bands? And he said, and then he goes, he said to me, he goes, "Yeah, he goes, one of my best friends is Joe Queer," and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. <laughs> I was like, man, you guys should start a band together. Get him in the Queers. It'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no shade to the current Queers drummer. I'm sure he's amazing. I'm just saying, how yeah. good would it be if if he joined the Queers? It'd be
2: amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. The the only one I haven't seen yet is uh, Marky Ramone.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know if, if he, he's ever coming back to Europe. Uh, maybe I I have a chance to see him, but uh, I I didn't.
1: Yeah, I mean, he does seem to. Go to Europe a fair bit. So maybe when this whole pandemic thing blows over, you will get that chance. And then you would, then you've completed the set. Uh, I mean, you could try and get Clem Burke. I mean, you know, he was in the band for two shows. (laughs) 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 He's probably the hardest one to meet as well. (laughs) I think he's a good drummer. I always
2: liked Clemberg.
1: He's an incredible <laughs> drummer, man. Like, talk about a fucking dude who can bang the fuck out of skins. That's for sure. Like, he's an amazing drummer.
2: I listened to the two shows. I think there are some audio files on uh, YouTube, the shows he the two shows he did with the Ramones. Oh, really? I've never heard them. Yeah, yeah. There there are two audio files, thing, I think, on YouTube. You have to look it up, and I think it's not that bad.
1: What I think is crazy is that, like you know, he—if you listen to his drumming in Blondie, the guy's a machine. Like he—he he just drum rolls and drum fills and does it. all this amazing stuff and makes it sound so easy. So yeah. I would be keen to hear him be told, like, "You can't do that. <laughs> You've got
2: to like I, strip I it back." First, when I heard the audio files, but it's, uh, it was actually pretty good. That's, I was surprised.
1: That'd be cool. I've got to. Try, I've got to check that out, man. I've never heard that, but uh, yeah, he's one of my favorite punk rock drummers. I think he's one of the best punk rock drummers of all time, because yeah. you know, like the guy can just play anything, and he hits so hard as well.
2: Yeah, so, absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he's fucking in Blondie. He gets to be in Blondie. Yeah. But, uh, ah, amazing. <laughs> I know. I'd love to be in Blondie for a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to hang out with Chris and Debbie and talk about Ramones yeah. with them. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that
2: would be awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got to ask this then, since you, you got to hang out in such an intimate setting with the Ramones, uh, well, the yeah. you know, with Richie and, and CJ there, did you get anything signed? Do you have anything weird or strange, some different kind of memorabilia that, you know, apart from just the albums, but do you have anything like bizarre signed?
2: Oh, no, I'm not uh, there. I'm not really an autograph guy, you know. I, I, I've i got the Ramones records here, of course, but um, I don't uh, really. I'm not that autograph guy. I'm sorry, sorry for my bad English. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> you know, I'm totally in a loss for words sometimes. And I should have paid more attention in school, but uh, you know, I'm not <laughs> the um, autograph hunter or something like that. No, no, not really. I got all the records here, but. Uh, not signed or anything. You
1: don't have anything, any bizarre bits of memorabilia, like a Ramon's shoes or like a...
2: No, no, not, no, not like that. I remember I got the shirt from the from the last tour from, from uh, 96. The tour shirt, even I wasn't at the tour, but I ordered it from a mail order. I remember. I wish I had this shirt <laughs> still, but uh, it's... It's gone
1: for years now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Those, yeah. It's, shirts just like, as, have you noticed it like vintage shirts as well become really fucking collectible. Like I've got, yeah. I got an Instagram <laughs> account where I post all my t-shirts and I've had so many people just write to me saying, I'll give you, you know, this X amount of dollars for that shirt. And That's I'm crazy, like, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like it's a fucking t-shirt. What are you, what are yeah. you doing? And they're like, I'll give you $400 for that shirt.
2: Hmm. What? Uh, Same with hard-on shirt. I remember uh, having having a hard-on shirt when I was like 16 or 17. So uh, maybe 25 years from now. And uh, I looked it up on eBay and it goes for hundreds. It's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) But of course, uh, I wore it up and it's gone forever for many years now, the shirt. But uh, if I kept it... It would be worth a lot of money
1: now. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing yeah. how a band that you know, people like—I mean—they've got a massive cult following, which is yeah. uh, which is a, which is awesome that they're still a cult following this many years on. Yeah, I love that about the band. I think that the uh, the other cool thing is that their t-shirt designer is in the band, so he can yeah. pretty much constantly dish out awesome t-shirts, and oh, they just. Yes. You know, trying to collect it. I've tried. I try to collect every T-shirt they ever do. So uh, if I ever go to a show and there's a new T-shirt, they I just grab it. I'm like, I need that. Need that one. Need that one. Need that yeah. one. I just ordered another one. They've got a COVID T-shirt out now, so I just ordered that.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I on the last tour, I bought a T-shirt too, and I think I'll keep it for uh, the next twenty years and see what happens. <laughs> nice.
1: Nice. I probably got yeah. that same T-shirt as well. I think I bought the European tour shirt because they had some left over when they got back. So
0: yeah. Oh,
1: maybe, <laughs> maybe, but, uh, yeah. yeah. they usually, I like I like the fact that they're always doing something controversial as well. And, uh, oh, yes. <laughs> especially, especially against racists. They're always pissing off racists so much. It is awesome. So, so uh, fucking funny to
2: see. Yeah. They're pretty, uh, Multicultural band, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're make, they're actually making a documentary about them, uh, about and it's going to be. Uh, I think a lot of it is based on that as well. Is that you know that they are a multicultural band. I mean, their background is you know. I think Blackie's Czech Czechoslovakian, Cash is from Sri Lanka and uh, and raised yeah. from Korea, so it's like a it's a multicultural band, and yeah. they put up with a lot of shit, you know, from Nazis and all this other shit that they had to deal with. You know, And it's like it, he, they, The stories that Ray will tell you Some of them are quite fucking scary You know, like <laughs> about the shit That they've had to deal with Oh yes, I bet
0: This is how we roll This is how we roll
1: i'm stoked to um, talk to another hard-ons fan that's for sure because they are like my favorite australian band
2: so fantastic that might be my favorite australian band too it's
1: always an honor to see the hard-ons live as well i'm just i saw them actually they did a show you'd love this man in february they did a show and it was the original trio back Keshe was back behind the drums and the only reason oh. they did that is because murray was on holiday in bali with his family and he oh, said, okay. I can't cancel. I just can't cancel my family holiday. I can't. And then Kesh ah. said, I'll do it. Fuck it. I'll just get behind the drums. So he, like, practiced ah. for, like, five weeks straight, like, drums again ah. because he hadn't played drums in so long. Okay. And they fucking just killed it, man. It was so good. to, to like, Awesome. I mean, you know, Murray is the better drummer, of course, because Murray's a fucking machine, you know, on the drums. Yeah. but. but for sure. It's just to see Kesh back playing drums again and singing was just such a thrill, you know? No, that, I'm a bit jealous
2: now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's. I've seen... would love to see that. Well, maybe you will someday. Who knows? I mean, you know, may, there may come a time when Murray can't tour or something and they still want to tour because they're, they're a band that can't say no to a show. Like, they just love playing,
2: you know? Yeah, and they're still touring all over the world on a regular basis. I think that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they always played Japan and Europe, so. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember uh, talking to someone about their time in the US and uh, the, the last time they were in the US was like maybe 2006, early 2006, and they were mm-hmm. touring with the Queers. Okay. And uh, on that tour, they stopped off at Sonic Iguana and Blackie did a guitar solo on one of the Queers tracks on the Monkey Brain record. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: How's that, do you know which song? The Filthy Phil song?
1: Yeah, that's uh, Blackie's guitar solo. Like he he played on it, and so, and he hadn't even heard it until like three months ago. Like Blackie had never heard the finished product until like three months ago. And I said to him, I said, "Ah, oh, we'll have to have a chat one day. I want to I want to know all about you recording on that Queers record." He goes, "Ah," oh, he goes, "I've never even heard the song."
2: Awesome. <laughs> that's some uh, interesting trivia. <laughs> yeah.
1: And this is like, this happened in 2006. This is in 2020. He still hadn't heard the song. And so I sent him a, a link to it. and He goes, oh, cool. Thanks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's awesome.
0: <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Awesome. I thought I was in love before. And you came walking through that tunnel. My mind is filled with thoughts of only.
1: everybody seems to have some sort of, most people do not everyone, I guess, but would you say that Ramones mania is your, your go-to Ramones album? Like the one that you hold higher than the others because it was the first one you heard, or is there another record that you always say, I love them all, but this one is the one.
2: Nah, I I don't think it counts because you know, it's a compilation. It counts. uh, I tell you it counts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, You know, as when it comes to albums, I uh, I prefer the f- the first four albums, of course. That's my my sound a little bit boring, but uh, the first four albums are masterpieces for me. But I I still uh, like uh, the later albums pretty much. I really enjoy Pleasant Dreams mm-hmm. That's and a great record. Uh, the first record I heard. After Ramones mania, the first record I bought from the Ramones when I uh, really got into them, you know, that was uh, *Mondo Bizarro*, and I still really like that album. I think there are some great songs on it, and uh, I think that's uh, a great, uh, really great later album. You know, the first four *Pleasant*, *Pleasant Dreams*, and uh, *Mondo Bizarro*; those are my favorite Ramon's records for sure.
0: i wow.
1: Mono Bizarro is one of my... That's in my top three. Uh, that record is in my top three easily. I, I love Mono Bizarro. I think it's the playing yeah. on it's really good, even though it's mostly Ed But uh Most
2: people don't really like it, but uh, I think there are some really great songs on it, let alone uh, Poison Heart. Absolutely. It's
1: such a great song. Sense of a of shit, what a great opener. The Job That yeah. Ate My Brain sounds like a classic fucking, you know, total Ramon song because of the lyrics. Anxiety. You know, there's... Yeah. It's, and all the and the CJ songs that he sings, you know, like "Strength to Endure" and "Main Man" and that—they're oh. fucking great.
2: Oh yes, so. exactly. And I think the production is uh, pretty good as well. A lot of people don't like it because it may sound a little bit overproduced for the Ramones, but uh, I think it's awesome.
1: <laughs> I do too. It's a sign of the times yeah. as well that production. Like, that's what yeah. records sounded like in 1991 or whenever it was it came out. Like, that is how the record sounded. Like, you listen to other albums from that time and they've yeah. all got a similar, you know, that big production sound,
2: you know. Totally. So, I yeah. know, oh, I love well, that But I think it's not overproduced. It serves the songs and uh, it's done pretty well.
1: Yep, I agree. And with the, yeah. with doing Neon Bone stuff, like, I mean, you write everything, right? Yeah, right. So you you don't uh, you don't have anyone uh, like you know because when it comes to like writing your own stuff it's it's like they're your babies right they're your kids like all these songs are your like you know your children yeah. and uh, when somebody sure. tells you hey man maybe you should try this like do you have anyone that, that can bounce ideas off mm-hmm. like say hey if you got a better idea than this or anything or is it just like no, this is what it is.
2: Oh no no no! That's just it. It is what it is, and I always have a clear vision, you know, how uh, the songs should uh, should sound, and um, I'm pretty satisfied with it, especially with the latest record and with the sound. Um, you know, I'm always struggling as an artist. You know, is it good or ah, I could have done this and that better, but. Um, with the latest records, I'm pretty satisfied with everything, with the production, with the songs, and just enjoy what I'm doing. And um, I think it's it shows, you know?
1: And do you, did you teach yourself, like, how to use all that equipment? Like, was it just trial and error? Like, you just got the, the software and all that sort of stuff and then just played around until you found something you liked? Or did you go to, like, a school and learn all how to do audio no,
2: engineering no, or anything? No, 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 never. I have... Uh, like I said, I, I was uh, pretty late with all these things. I started uh, recording myself. Uh, I started with a track, of course, with a tape machine. Nice. And that was in my early thirties when I first started recording my own songs. You know, and um, then I had a, a, a 24, uh, 24 track machine with uh, with you know with with built-in memory nice and, um then i like two or three years ago i changed to a digital you know now i'm using cubase and i bought myself an interface but it, it was really uh it took me 10 years to get all this uh microphones and the interface and uh but now i have some uh good standard equipment some good microphones a good interface and uh now I can really work, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I found that, uh, like, for me,
1: using Cubase stuff. was purely a uh, trial and everything. Like, I had to, like, I didn't have – I mean, I had a friend who came come over and just set it up basic for me and said, this is what the keys do. When you push this key, it does this. When you push this key, it does this. But yeah. he said, basically, you know, go for it. And I ended up, like, having to just – I don't really know what to do, but I'm going to try and, and – copy what i do on stage so it was like you know i copied my amp settings and dumped them into the the programs <laughs> and stuff so okay. know, yeah it's crazy but i love it i do love it i love I love creating like you take a an yeah. idea and you just watch it come to life
2: you know uh, for me it was uh, a matter of money too you know uh, that was the main reason i started to record myself uh, when i started with neon bone i was doing demos of course Mm-hmm. But uh, for uh, for the records, I was uh, going to a recording studio of a friend. But, you know, I recorded so much. I went to the studio like two or three times a year. And uh, he made me a good price because I'm alone, you know. And uh, it was only half the price. But still, it was way too expensive to go to a real studio two or three times a year. So, um, yeah. So I, I uh, learned to do this all by myself for economic reasons, you know? Yep. <laughs> I just couldn't pay for all the studio time. And so uh, I learned how to record myself. And um, um, on the other hand, you know, I really enjoy uh, learning and doing all this stuff. You know, I'm I'm doing all the graphic things for Neon Bone too, all the record covers and... All the shirt designs, all the posters. Um, and, uh, you know, I I just uh, enjoy learning and um, yeah, getting along with all these uh, Photoshop and Cubase and all these things. I uh, yeah, I just enjoy learning. Yeah, that's it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think it's uh, when you start recording at home and you start teaching yourself things like that, you find that things like just asking a friend, hey, can you record some vocals on this song for me becomes so much easier. You don't realize how easy it is until you start recording stuff at home. Oh, yes. And then you realize, actually, if I can do this, anyone can do this. So I'm going to ask Joe Jay Prozac to sing on a song. I'm going to ask the Tower Crane Towers to sing on a song. I'm going to ask you know the Hung Ups uh, to sing on a song. I'm going to ask yeah. the Follow Ups to sing on a song. I'm going to ask all these pans to sing on songs. And hopefully they all want to be in on it some of them did yeah. some of them don't but you know it's it's i just found how how much easy it was to do once i started recording at home It's was like fuck oh,
2: yeah. that's a good thing about the internet you know mm-hmm. the world became so small and you just can ask uh, people all around the world for collaborations and it's gotten so easy and uh, i think that's the best thing about the technology today
1: New record is um, called Make It Last and it came out September, right? Yep, came out in September ah, on Monster September. Zero. Thank but, you, man. But you're you put out videos for it like, uh, like you make you make the videos as well yourself. Like I know there's a there's a few videos yeah. online, so you do you edit all of that yourself as well? Yeah, sure. Fuck. You're a one man yeah. workhorse.
2: <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> you know, I'll when when you're not doing it by yourself. Nobody will do it for you, you know? Yeah. That's, and, um, yeah, like I said, uh, I like learning and uh, I, I, I love to, uh, to learn how it all works and uh, to cut videos and uh, just that's just uh, the things I enjoy, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, Take I've with I... you
1: for over an hour, man. I, I should let you go so you can do uh, whatever it is that you plan on doing today. But it's been a blast. I've had fun chatting wow. to you about uh about all of this and and getting to know more about Neon Bone and and who Neon Thank Bone you. is.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you, take you care. man. We'll speak soon, okay? Okay, take care. okay. Bye-bye. Right. bye-bye. See you. Bye.
0: No, no, no.